What's up, everyone? It's your host, Rafael Majeshevsky, and I am pumped about today's compilation episode. We're going to go over a series of different topics where I feel that they fit really well when it comes in terms of looking at the bigger picture once again. So we kind of look at this whole concept of how anxiety can actually um, put you in such a bad space mindset when it comes to achieving anything in life not only fitness and health and I wanted to tackle this topic for a while and I realized that I haven't spoken about it so I was like you know what this will be good to kind of bring this back episode bring this episode back into rotation because I probably recorded this about three years ago the next topic that we're going to cover is capacity I think this one is huge when it comes to being successful again in anything in life and especially when it comes to fitness and health because the amount of stuff that we are responsible for, the stuff that we try to do on a daily basis, it all accumulates and then we don't have enough time for anything else. And usually if we are picking up something new, like I'm going to start working out every day or I'm going to start working out in general, it gets to be pushed down the list of importance. So wanted to bring that one back. And another episode that we're going to bring up is episode 239 about gratitude. And I think this is something that a lot of people don't ever think about is once they start their fitness journey, being grateful on what they've achieved so far. Most of the time, people are not grateful until they've had this huge transformation. But The fact that you started working out, you should be grateful for that. The fact that you've been active for three months, that's a huge win. The fact that you decided to meal prep for one day, that's a huge win. No one ever takes the time to reflect on that and be like, damn, like I did that. And then that kind of goes really well into the last episode that I put together, uh, which is called Reflections. And you know, I'm kind of surprised I didn't do this in the last few years because this episode goes back to uh, one of my birthdays. And every year on Facebook and Instagram, I always post my like top five, top 10 things I've learned in the past year to kind of share some knowledge and insight to life. And at the time, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do an episode about it as well. So I think this whole episode kind of falls in line with that as reflecting on what we've done in the past, what has worked, what we're truly grateful for, which will then all kind of encompass and circle back to, you know, why we're doing this, this whole health journey in the first place. And that's going to give you that little extra bit of motivation to kind of keep going for the rest of this year and the years to come. Um, So enough of me blabbing around. Let's get this episode going. All right, boys and girls, episode 226 is about to begin and I am going solo in this lovely, lovely episode because I have a topic that is close to my heart and something that's been coming up a lot recently and I just want to bring it up, shed some light and I I think honestly a lot of people deal with anxiety and it's crippling. You know, I did a episode, a couple episodes about depression and I haven't, you know, had the chance to talk about anxiety and recently a lot of stuff has been popping up where I've been seeing it in clients, patients, even in myself most recently actually and I think it's important to talk about this kind of stuff because a lot of people when they deal with something like anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, anything like this, the last thing they want to do is talk to somebody else. And, you know, I totally understand that. Um, So before we get deep and take a dive into this, we got to do some shout outs to my top three cities. So my new number one is Oak Lawn 
in Illinois. Shout out to everyone in the state of Illinois listening to my show. Number two, again, I'm going to butcher this name. Out in Switzerland, a city called Luzerin, 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 someone from Switzerland, please reach out and tell me how to pronounce that correctly. And the third one, I am definitely going to fuck this one up. All the way out in Germany. Um, here I go. Neckerselum, Yeah, definitely fucked that one up. So I apologize to all my German listeners out there. Please reach out and tell me how to pronounce that city. And I'm super grateful to have all these international listeners on my show. All right, let's talk about anxiety for a second. Growing up, when I was a kid, I was probably the biggest extrovert you can think of, never shy, I was always kind of out and about. And then as I started getting older, I kind of realized that, you know, public situations, meeting new people, speaking to new people, speaking in public, anything that required, like, attention or trying a new, you know, situation, I literally wanted to, like, curl up and into a ball and die. And it just prevented me from doing so many things, you know, it, it just feels like you're trapped and you can't enjoy things that you see other people do. And sometimes I remember like watching myself, actually thinking to myself, you know, this person or this person is, makes it so easy just to go up there and do their thing and not think twice. Whereas me, it was just like, fuck, I don't think I can do that. So I turned into a huge, huge introvert and I wasn't self-aware of it until I got my first, you know, personal training job. And in my head, I always thought I was good with people, but I was terrible, terrible at communication. And it got to a point where I didn't want to train people. And it was like, it just bugged me. And I was lucky enough to have a mentor to kind of show me that there's other ways to improve, you know, how I am as an introvert and just have those small seconds of um, being an extrovert to kind of communicate with um, others and it was a huge huge win for me because this is where personal development comes in and you know I dealt with having those anxiety attacks even when I knew that I had to go to a new situation and I was like oh my god oh my god I can't do this I can't do this I wanted to throw up I wanted to pass out I would give all these excuses but you know I got through it but you know people out there that haven't had the opportunity to grow in this part of their life it's I can only imagine how difficult it was because you know now I'm pretty good in every situation but you know, sometimes I'll think back, and the reason why I brought this topic up is because I've been dealing with a lot of uh, patients have been dealing with anxiety attacks, and oh, God, like, it's fucking terrible, and, you know, my heart goes out to all those people, and actually, most recently, um, I've been dealing with an injury um, kind of on my left external oblique mid-back type of area and I've been dealing with it for probably the last five weeks and I can't really figure out how to fix it so I've been going to different practitioners and the other night um you know it was kind of bugging me I went to sleep and like middle the middle of the night like woke up at 1 30 in the morning and the pain was so so bad I couldn't find a comfortable position it was crippling me I was trying to like go on my foam roller I was trying to like stretch it out I was trying to do so many different things and I felt so so you know defeated and I started panicking that I couldn't sleep that I was going to be up all night that this pain wasn't going to go away like I couldn't breathe I had to wake up my wife and like she was the one who was able to calm me down and that just reminded me of similar situations I, I had when I was younger 
having anxiety attacks and I was like holy fuck like I haven't had that feeling in so long and you know recently I had a patient dealing with the same thing and what we decided to do was focus on breathing and it might sound silly but you know anxiety attack or not like breathing is so important you know I teach all my patients proper breathing mechanics because you know so many of us are so stressed and our nervous system is always redlining and we don't have a chance to actually like come down from that high of stress so I kind of I want to learn I want to teach people how to um, use their diaphragm and I do a simple test where I put one hand on on their belly one hand on their chest and I tell them take three deep breaths in for me and all of them every single one will take a deep breath just through their chest and almost kind of do the I'm like god that is not a good breath and I explain to them how the diaphragm is our direct communicator and gatekeeper to our nervous system to calm it down that's why in yoga they're always like breathe now breathe some more now breathe even more they want to downregulate your nervous system so you can finally relax and have that, you know, bliss of relaxation. And when I get people focusing on honing in on their diaphragm, those thoughts of being trapped in a rut, they tend to go away because now your mind's focusing on the breath. And, you know, this sounds kind of woo-woo, but if I had to make it more science-based, you know, your diaphragm is a muscle just like any other muscle in your body. The moment you stop using it, it goes into atrophy, meaning it's going to get weaker and smaller. So we need to train our diaphragm just like any other muscle, and it all starts with the breath. It's the first thing we do and the last thing we do in life. So it should be pretty important. And when it comes to core activation, it starts with breathing. Spinal stabilization starts with breathing. All the best powerlifters in the world, the reason why they're vertebral discs don't explode and pop across the gym floor it's because their breathing is so so honed in and automatic that they can take that much pressure so a lot of times I tell people with like low back pain pain in general heightened nervous systems dealing with anxiety is when you're in bed and you're tossing and turning and you're worried and you're having those attacks try your very very best to put one hand on your tummy one hand on your chest and take 10 deep breaths into that bottom hand on your belly where you're breathing in for four seconds holding it for four seconds at the top and then exhaling for four seconds and you would be so surprised how quickly that will down regulate your nervous system and calm down all those worrisome thoughts in your head to a point where you will fall asleep a lot faster. So my heart goes out to anyone out there dealing with anxiety, anxiety attack, panic attacks. Like, I wish I could, you know, do more than just speak about it on my podcast and, you know, meet you face to face and help you out. But just know that the most simplest thing that you can do is breathe. You know, a lot of times when people have those anxiety attacks, you check their heart rates or breathing pattern. It just, it does not do any favors for your body. So if you have, you know, the power or strength to actually hone in on your breath, you'll do amazing things not only for your mental health, but also your body and also what you do in the gym. So I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Please share this podcast and update on my book. I feel like I keep talking about this over and over again, but the website should be ready this week. God, the amount of freaking back and forth with my web designer trying to get ClickBank to integrate with my landing page is ridiculous, but it's almost there. Everything's done. It just needs to go live. And, you know, I have a release date in mind. So keep an eye out on that and I'll let you know, hit the show notes, get your name on that pre-sale list and you will not be sorry to get this new program, the Ironclad Body Training System. That's it for me. Until next time, you guys.
All right. Moving on, because that's the first thing we got to do on the show, because I think it's awesome when you're listening to a podcast, radio show, YouTube thing, and the creator, the person in charge of it, takes the time to give a shout-out to individuals, to cities, to places. That's just my thing. I got, I got to do it. But let's talk about capacity. So in a rehab setting, anytime I'm dealing with a person who's very, very frustrated with getting better, I'll always tell them, you know, it's a process, and you need to know where your capacity is in the sense of how much activity can you do before your knee starts flaring up, your shoulder starts flaring up, your neck starts flaring up, right? So now that you're injured, say your left shoulder, it has less of a capacity than your right shoulder for everyday things that you do. And say you're a gym goer and you're working out, you know you have your injury, and no matter what you do in your workout, it always has sharp pain. So then I start educating the patient on, you know, what are you doing daily that might be taking, you know, your shoulder's life. You know, like if you're playing a video game where you have certain lives, three lives, for example, you know, what activities that you might be doing daily that's taking that away. One of the best analogies I've heard is from Stuart McGill about your piggy bank, right? And he's a huge, huge researcher genius when it comes to low back pain. And he would always bring up the analogy of a piggy bank, you know? The more things you do to make your back feel better, you're constantly adding a dollar to your piggy bank for movement allowance without pain. So if you're going to physio, to Cairo, getting a massage, doing your rehab exercises, hinging at the hips before you pick something up at home, you're constantly adding a dollar to your movement piggy bank. But then you decide to... I don't know, lift your kid up in a weird way, you take a piggy, out of your piggy bank, you take a dollar out. You decide to help your friend move, let's take five dollars out of your piggy bank. And now you're getting into the negatives. Now you're wondering why the hell your back is so flared up. It's because you've hit your capacity for movement insurance, essentially. Right? So, if you take that concept in a rehab setting, I tell people, Whatever you do with that hurt left shoulder, it's taking a dollar out of that piggy bank. So you need to be really smart on what you can and can't do. You know, if you're already taking out overhead pressing or any exercise that bugs you, you're you're adding a dollar to that piggy bank. But the stuff that you do around the house has a huge, huge role in that. You know, and... The moment, I see this all the time, a patient starts feeling better, they automatically just go right back to where they were when it comes to activity-wise, and then the next day, their shoulder, their low back, their knee is as worse as it was day one because they keep hitting that capacity and going beyond it. If you go beyond it, that's where you fuck yourself over. So now let's take this analogy of your capacity into weight loss. Right. If you decided at one point of this year, last year, the last 10 years to make weight loss a priority, you still have that capacity effect as well. Right. Number one, are you making it a priority? And even your priorities has a capacity to it. Ideally, like I've said this a couple years ago about the four burner analogy, right? I'm all about analogies, if you haven't noticed already. You can only put 100% in effort, time, passion, determination, all that kind of crap into four things at once. So now you need to prioritize four things on your burners, on your oven, to keep them going. So say your first burner is your family. Your second burner is your career. Your third burner is whatever. And your fourth burner is your weight loss goal. That's your capacity right there, four things. 
but what if you have six other things going on? Like, I always bring up this, say you're in the middle of selling your house, starting a new business, getting a new puppy, or deciding to go back to school, going to the other side of the world for a new job venture, like, all those things add up. And you're way beyond capacity, your capacity, and now you're still in your head expecting that your weight loss goal of 10, 20, 30 pounds is still going to happen. But you're way beyond that capacity of four things that you can actually put your 100% effort in. And now you can use this analogy for so many different things of your life. Relationships. Your work. Your household chores. Like... Is going back to school to do your master's while you have three children and you're a single mom, single dad, whatever, really a good idea? And then this goes full circle back to another episode I went so long about self-awareness. Are you actually self-aware enough to know what your capacity is? Some people don't. And like an easy thing I get people to do is write down like every single responsibility that they have to do daily in order to live and then start writing a list of things that you want to accomplish and do and now look at those two lists and and when people look at them they're like holy fuck i have so many things that i'm trying to do at once right it's like that another analogy chasing two rabbits at the same time you're never going to catch them you got to zero in on one thing so I'm really happy how this episode kind of came together because this whole capacity thing is kind of the cherry on top of all these other things I've spoken about and for those listening I'm literally putting one hand up of like a pyramid essentially of capacity being the top and then all the other things underneath are the supporting pillars of this pyramid of success I'm going to call it Right, You have your self-awareness, you have that four-burner analogy, and other shit that probably has to be able to make that perfect-looking pyramid. But capacity is such an important thing to know, and it also shows your limitations. So I think I'm going to end it there for you to mull this over, you know, to really think about it. Hopefully I just, like, trigger something in your brain where you're like, fuck, Raph, you are so right. I keep going past my capacity, right? And this will lead to burnout, too. You know, I've seen it so many times, not only in fitness and health, but in life, right? You're trying to juggle so many things way beyond your capacity, and then you're just at one point of your life where you're like, fuck, what am I doing this for? You have so much going on. So really hone in on what's really important to you and see if you can actually make all those goals in your life, whether it be weight loss, career, relationships, whatever it is, priority number one, two, three, or four. That's your capacity, four things that you can do really, really well. Sound good? Okay, perfect. (laughs) A little update on... My freaking ebook that everyone keeps asking me about, and I always tell them, you know, it's going terrible. And I'm not gonna lie, it's going really, really horribly right now because one, I need to give a special shout out to Lee Peel, who you don't, if you haven't heard, I've had her on my show a couple times. I even got her to interview me on my own show, which was amazing. And she's like one of the biggest idols in my life when it comes to the fitness and health industry, and I've been following her since I freaking started in the industry. She took it upon herself to get her assistant to actually help me get my book approved through frickin' ClickBank, and we're still having trouble for it getting approved. So I'm really hoping I can get this thing off the ground this week to figure out why, why it's not happening, but... I'm trying to stay optimistic that it's all part of this greater plan and it's part of this, you know, mission that it's happening a certain way to reach more people, which is my ultimate goal. So please be patient. 
If you haven't done so already, hit the show notes, add yourself to that lovely pre-sale list, and you will get an email before everyone else, like I've been saying forever, 24 hours, so you can get a copy of the book and really enjoy what I've created. And again, shout out to Lee Peel. Holy shit, you're amazing. (laughs) I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to me ramble on about capacity and my other shit going on. You guys are the best. I love you so much. Have a wonderful day. So, today's topic that I'm going to try to keep under 10 minutes is the topic of gratitude. So, for the longest time, I've been hearing people chat about this idea of gratitude, and I just never really understood it until, you know, I don't know if people are like me, but I have this thing where if I, say, take a shower without any music playing or, you know, walk my dog and it's complete silence, my brain starts really, really going. And, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, and he always talks about gratitude. And I think as an individual, I've always practiced it without actually knowing. So I come from a back, an immigrant background where a lot of my childhood, teenage years, I just never had a lot. And any time I got something that I really wanted, I was so happy and appreciative for that thing, that experience, or what it was. You know, like, in a good example where, you know, because I trained some pretty successful people that are really well off, and when I tell them that I've never been to Disneyland in my life, they're like, oh my god, like, how do you live, (laughs) right? Because for those people that are privileged, going to Disneyland is like a yearly thing, and growing up, like, my parents never had money to do vacations like that but you know going on a vacation like camping for example it's a cheaper option I was super super appreciative for that experience so when I started my business and started making some money and I was able to for example go to Mexico or take my wife to Jamaica for our honeymoon like those those experiences I hold so dear in my heart and being able to have that opportunity I'm like holy fuck there's people out there that would never experience this I am so lucky so gratitude how am I going to tie this in to fitness and health really simply a lot of times when people I I move my hands a lot when I talk (laughs) For those listening and not watching this video, if you watch this video, I use my hands a lot when I'm explaining, and I can only imagine how I talk to patients and clients in person when I do this. Anyway, gratitude. So many people, when they start their fitness and health journey, they don't show appreciation or their gratitude for how far they have come. A lot of times, people make the mistake of you know, thinking, oh, you know, I'm not at my goal weight, so everything I've done doesn't really matter, you know, they have this idea in their head that they have to look this certain way because that's what they imagined, they have this number or inches of a number where they want to be, and everything leading up to that moment that they haven't reached yet doesn't mean shit. But imagine that, you know, this past year that you've been really focusing on your health, you took the time to, you know, appreciate what you've done. And I tell this to clients all the time. When they're feeling down and feel like they haven't achieved anything because the scale's not going the right way or they just don't feel like they changed and physically you've seen them change, something that I bring up is like, hey, Scott, Last year when you started with me, you never exercised in your life. 
now you are exercising three days a week consistently. That's never happened in your life. That is huge. And if I can make that mindset shift where they're like, holy shit, yeah, you know what? I've been training three days a week for a year straight. That is huge. Celebrate that. Like, make those little things, those small victories, a big deal. And you'll be able to keep that kind of motivation, that that momentum going. People don't take the time to look at the little things, you know, and really appreciate it. Things like, hey, Scott, a year ago, you used to sleep four hours a night. Now you're averaging seven and you have more energy. And then he goes, oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. You have to constantly remind yourself your process and be thankful for your success that you've actually did it. Because what happens is when you keep thinking that way and you know that every day you've done at least one thing, for example, to improve your health, that goes a long way. Gratitude is... So my birthday post, so many people enjoyed that because it was, you know, things I've learned in life really quickly and if you heard my podcast sorry it's going to get loud because there's people outside mowing the grass this is real when you look at building yourself as an individual as a human being to improve your personal development that goes hand in hand with anything you want to achieve in life being able to understand gratitude to be self-aware enough to realize how much you've achieved even though you didn't get to your end goal because most people's end goals are you know astronomical of what they expect because usually when people have a weight loss goal they want to look like someone on a cover of a magazine and realistically it's like you need to give up your entire life to look that, that way so now you have this unrealistic expectation and everything you've been doing consistently that's like a huge accomplishment for most people you're like meh it's nothing learning gratitude and being self-aware enough to understand what you've achieved so far is an amazing feat that most people will never get to is going to change a lot of things in your life if you are listening to this and you know, you start thinking of like, okay, what have I achieved this past year that I haven't been doing previously to improve my health? That list is probably going to be pretty long. Even if you failed a billion times trying so many different fucking diets out there, you're still going the right direction because that means you are dedicated to improving your health compared to the person who's tried one diet, didn't work, they're like, meh nothing's going to work for me. I'm just going to be fat for the rest of my life. No. The people who go on yo-yo diets are the ones that are so determined to finally find an answer to improve their health. It's just they haven't figured that out yet. And they quit too early. You know, sometimes it's just like one little step further and you hit that wall down and you're running. You're full-blown sprint and you finally figured it out. So many people quit way too early. You know, like, I'm a huge fan of rap music. And, you know, when you follow these rappers that are trying to make a name for themselves, they're like one song away from being the next big hit. You know, so if you are into rap music, that band Migos and Quavo, like those guys, they've been around forever. And it took one song for them to blow up everywhere to the point where they're on every single top 40 radio um, show, which is crazy to think. But if you looked at them five years ago, nobody knew who they were. But they were hustling, working day and night, producing music that no one would listen to until they had one song that was the tipping point. And if you look at their careers, it just like skyrocketed. That example can play into what I'm saying right now. People quit too early. Keep trying. 
Keep trying. What's the worst that's going to happen? Doesn't work? Try something else. Keep trying. And be grateful that you have the opportunity to keep trying. Because some people can't. You know, sometimes people have, you know, a medical disease that prevents them doing what you're able to do. Imagine if you had an injury, a reoccurring injury, that prevents you from exercising. And all you have is food. And even then, sometimes that can be a struggle if you're injured. Like, be grateful for the ability that you have. That's going to change a lot. It might sound woo-woo or whatever, but weight loss, there's a bigger picture. It's more than inches and pounds. It's you as an individual. You need to grow as a person. And when you grow as a person, a lot of things in life are going to improve, you know, personally, fitness and health, financially, your spouse, finding your spouse, like all those things are interconnected together. I'm going to leave it right there because I could keep going. So hopefully you enjoyed that. I'm going to post the video first on my YouTube. This episode is going to come out in a couple weeks. But thank you for listening and watching. You guys are amazing. My book is going to be coming out really soon. I'm so excited we figured it out. Keep your eyes and ears peeled and open because I'm going to be releasing a, a date, a, a launch date. If your name is already on the pre-sale list, put it down now. Actually, never mind. I totally fucked that up. If your name's on the pre-sale list, you're going to get an email like the moment my book is ready to go and able to purchase. If your name is not on the pre-sale list, hit the show notes in this episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to put a link in the freaking description to put your name down for the pre-sale list so you can get the email as well. For those who've been waiting patiently, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm sorry for the wait, but it's going to be well worth it. It's going to be amazing. Ironclad Body Training System's about to launch, drop. It's going to be amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening and supporting me and the show. Share this podcast with your friends and family, and I'll be forever, forever grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys are amazing. Yes, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Cup of Shit Get Fit. I'm your host, Rafael Bajewski, and we got new, wonderful intro and outro music. Just take a second to dig deep and listen. good and it feels good to be back because the last nine days I've been in Mexico on a yoga retreat where we infuse some of my mobility and prehab and kin strip stuff and if you follow my work through my gym a shit ton of social media to promote our upcoming kind of business venture into yoga retreats and honestly if you don't do yoga you you gotta you gotta try it like the best thing is to actually shut your mind off and just be in the present moment it's like one of the best things ever but i am super excited about this show because i am going to dig deep into my post i had the other day on my birthday and I had a lot of traction on all the things that I brought up and I just wanted to elaborate on each one because I feel like you know my podcast is more than just fitness and health it kind of embodies the entire person and I personally think like you can only go so far in life when it comes to like fitness and health because it has to change you as a complete person not just a number that you want to see on the scale so in order for you to actually be successful you have to grow as a human being as well but before we begin dive into that because I feel like today is going to be a long episode but who knows (laughs) Um, I got to do some shout outs to my cities my top top cities and I'm excited to announce these because I'll tell you in a second but 
my new number one. I'm pretty sure I've never had this city. It's Orland Park in Illinois. Shout out to everyone in Orland Park listening to my show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Number two is Montreal, Canada. Shout out to everyone in Montreal listening to my show. That is super, super cool. And number three, which I'm really excited about because I was talking with this person over Facebook literally yesterday about this, that if ever I get another shout out to Australia in a city called Bentley East, I have to give a shout out to my lovely, lovely friend, Ruby, that I've had on my show that is a powerhouse of a person shout out to ruby you're appreciated i love you um so let's get into this thing um so if you follow me on facebook and if you don't hit the show notes my link's in there add me on facebook because i love having my fans on my show um i posted a birthday post i do this thing i started doing this three years ago where i kind of just reflect on my life and what I believe in, what I've learned, and, you know, they've been pretty successful shedding some insight, and I feel like, you know, as every year goes, I feel like I have more to give, and this kind of falls into my first point, and don't worry, there's only eight, there's not 28, because that's how old I turned, and that background noise, by the way, is my washer, so I apologize, but this is raw and real, by the way, raw and real. Um, so to give, so my number one of, you know, I kind of wrote down things that I think about, live by, and believe in, and number one is believing in love, like, what I wrote down was love is essential in my life to a point where it's my oxygen, you know, being able to love others is a gift, it's precious, and should be cherished and cared for, you know, like, if you relate this to fitness and health, so many people are into getting their goals achieved because deep down inside they don't actually love themselves you know the moment you can actually love yourself is a moment you can start appreciating what you have for a body for what you have in life and then that translates to other people when you see like huge weight loss transformations online or in person that you've you know met through a friend those people have gone through a transformation not only just on the scale but the fact that they've learned how to love themselves and then that translates to all the people around them they kind of attract all those people because when people see that giant weight loss they want that but they don't know that they actually want to be able to love themselves because they think that's going to be the gate opener to self-love And when they see that, they get attracted to that person who has gone through that transformation, even if it's just 10 pounds, 15 pounds, right? On the surface, you're talking about weight loss stuff, but really deep down inside, it's love. And when you're able to do that and then pass that on to another person, and I'm not talking about like, you know, being in love with that special person, just your friend, a person at work, being able to exude that love. So then when they feel down, you can, you know, make their day, make them feel appreciated, make them feel like they're valued is a huge, huge, huge benefit in your life and everyone else's life. Honestly, love can like be a whole episode, but I'm going to stop it there and just continue on. Um, My second one was the power of a hug. So I wrote down that, you know, I never really was a big hugger or felt comfortable with it. But this past year, a particular individual influenced me passed on or taught me something that a hug is a really powerful thing and you know sometimes in situations words can't help when it comes to empathy and sometimes one hug can make someone's day like I remember way way back in high school when I was having a terrible day and you know funny enough my wife before we even started dating she like just gave me a hug randomly and I was having a really really tough time in my life during that period of my life and I think it was like grade nine or eight she just randomly gave me a hug and I like just made my my life my day and 
most recently I've been like really opening up to other people and you know sometimes when they're just going through shit they're spilling out everything that's going on and you know sometimes you just can't say the right thing and a hug can go a long 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 way just like think about any time someone randomly hugged you and you really really needed it that took you over like it made you feel that connection that energy that someone cares about you like that is fucking huge and this kind of goes hand in hand with point number one of love like being able to pass on that energy of you know appreciation and impact that is huge so if you've never been a hugger i would challenge you on you know hugging someone when they're in pain or struggling or something and you'd be surprised because it goes both ways even though you're giving the hug you get a huge return on that investment number three and i've said this a bunch of times cut negative people out so if you know me personally i actually have a really really small circle of friends and it's on purpose because of this point you know i've dealt with a lot of people who are negative that are dragging opinionated narcissistic and like the fucking list can go on on this but the moment i began to remove myself from those people my life changed drastically became fuller and more vibrant I've dealt with so many people that I look back on and I'm like I can't believe I wasted my time because I could have like grown so much quicker I could have grown into this the person who I am today like in three years ago like I'm always on a path of improving myself personally because I want to be a better person, right? And this, again, goes hand in hand with weight loss and fitness. If you have friends and family that don't support what you're trying to do or they make fun of you, like, at a dinner and you're like, they're like, oh, you're not going to eat dessert, or, oh, you're not going to have a third plate. And you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you don't need those people in your life. And sometimes it can get so negative that you start believing their negativity is normal. Like, that's fucked up. Like, you gotta be who you are. If you wanna achieve huge goals, you have to separate yourself from the rest that are the ones that are negative, right? I always say, like, if you want that 1% life that everyone's striving for but doesn't put in the work, like, how the hell are you going to get there? You got to do something different from all the people around you to separate yourself. So start cutting negative people out of your life. It's going to make a huge, huge difference. Even if it's like one person, like you don't have to like separate yourself completely, but maybe don't see them that often. You know, I remember like meeting up with old friends and at one point having like beers with them, I'm like... I just realized why I stopped hanging out with you guys. I didn't say this out loud, but I, like, it realized. And I'm like, why am I wasting my time? Like, yeah, it's nice to catch up, but, like, it doesn't give you any fulfillment. Like, I'm always looking to improve myself and others. So sometimes that's, you gotta cut the ties. So number four, being yourself. God, this goes hand in hand with the point I just made. Like, the moment you get rid of those negative people, the judgment of what they had against you, of who you actually are, disappears, and you can finally live and breathe the way you're supposed to. I was personally trapped in that. I remember being surrounded by individuals that didn't let me be who I was, and any time that I took this out, they would make fun of me. And at that point, I didn't even realize it, so I kind of just bottled that up. And now I'm at a place where I could give a fuck about what people think of me. I will just go out there. I'm more open. I show my personality. And when I do, people love it. They love me for me. And I look back again. I'm like, why didn't I cut those negative people out of my life? Where, you know, just being able to feel safe. Now imagine 
your goal of whatever health and fitness thing is, if you had such a supportive environment, fuck, like, it's endless of what you could achieve. Like, that is huge. Think about that. Think about you waking up, going to work with people that are so supportive of you that you said, like, hey, you know, I signed up for a triathlon and everyone's like oh my god that is fucking awesome like that's so cool when is it i'm gonna be there i'm gonna like bring a sign like you're gonna have a higher chance of succeeding right like trying new things knowing that people have your back like that is fucking powerful god (laughs) be yourself don't care about all those negative people that are going to judge you because there's going to be a group of people that are your tribe that are true to who you are. And now this goes to number five. Don't give a shit of what other people think of you. If you want to try something, wear something, do something, fucking do it. If your initial thought is like, oh, what if people think, fuck that. You are you. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. Don't let others people, other people's opinion dictate what you want to do, achieve, succeed in what you want. Like, that is huge. <sighs> okay, got to move on. Number six, self-awareness. Like, again, this goes with number five. When it comes to doing what you want to do, you also need the right amount of self-awareness to know you know, if whatever you're about to do or say will affect others negatively. So this goes you know, full circle. Sometimes people who have that attitude like, oh, I don't give a fuck what people think of me, whatever, I'm going to do whatever I want. Sometimes those people are like the biggest assholes ever. You know, I'm talking from a standpoint of like, you know, there's a new style of dress or pants you've always wanted to try, but you never tried because the people that you surround yourself with would always make fun of you, even though you really like it. Or, you know, you have to impress your friends with money, so you, like, try to live up to this facade of being wealthy and doing shit that you actually don't actually like or buying shit to impress other people that you don't even fucking care about. Like, being self-aware is huge, both in life and fitness and health. If you're self-aware enough to know that all you can afford to do for exercise is one day a week and you want to lose, you know, 80 pounds in a year, probably not going to happen. But you know that, you know, at least I'm doing one day a week. I'm going to see some health benefits. I'm not going to hit that 80 pounds, but maybe I'm going to hit that in three years, right? Self-awareness is huge both in fitness and health and in life. Number seven. Hustle hard. I can't stress this one enough. Again, if you know me well, I don't stop working. I work way beyond that cushy 40-hour work week like most people do, but it's because I enjoy what I do. I put my soul into my work. Like, I want to one day have that 1% life that the 40-hour work week people bitch and complain about that they don't have. You know, I shut myself off and I just flow into the task at hand. I don't waste time scrolling through Facebook. You know, sure, when I wake up and I need to open up my eyes because it's early, sure, I'm like scrolling through for the blue light, but that's about it. You know, I don't watch endless episodes of TV series. Like maybe I'll watch TV series when I'm eating lunch or something to kind of shut my mind off. You know, I put in the work. And the rewards do come, but they come slowly. You know, this number seven kind of embodies self-awareness too. Like, if you're self-aware enough to know that, hey, if I do my nine-to-five job every single day, I'm not going to get anywhere, and you have to put in extra effort to see where you want to go, that's huge, right? Most people that have, you know, big lofty goals, they know they need to put in the work. Like... I want to build an empire on fitness to be able to reach more people. But I know it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to come slowly. You know, I've been doing this podcast. Fuck. Am I coming up to three years now? 
I think so. I think I'll be I'll be coming up to three years, two years. Fuck, I don't even remember. That's how long it's been, and I've been nonstop, week in, week out. I've been interviewing people every single week. I've been doing solo episodes every single week. Sure, I may maybe missed one or two because of X, Y, and Z, but I don't stop. And a lot of people that are trying to build a business online, they don't see the reward right away and they get frustrated and they quit. But who knows, maybe if you did another week, another month, another three months, that would have been your tipping point. It's just like fitness and health, right? You got to play the long game. This is where hustling hard comes into play. If you were really fucking dedicated to improving your health and you're like, oh, I don't have time, blah, 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 fucking wake up early. Yeah, I know it sucks, but those are the people that you see having huge success stories. It's the people that make it a priority. It's the people that say, you know what, I can't do this thing because it's going to conflict with my gym schedule. Like, make it a priority. Put in that extra effort. Good things don't happen to people that are mediocre. It's the people that are destined for greatness. And greatness can be a small little fraction, right? Like you waking up two days a week early to get in two more workouts. That's not that big. Yeah, that was that was my dog, Misty. She agrees. <laughs> like, imagine if you just woke up 15 minutes earlier to fucking do jumping jacks, jump squats, push-ups, three sets of 10. Boom, done. That's something you didn't do ever in your life, and that shit will add up. Maybe not fa- as fast as you want. Two years down the road, you're going to be a completely different person if you did that along with your other gym stuff or, you know, getting a food service or m- actually meal prepping. Like, all the little things add up. But you got to put in the work to actually see the benefit. Things don't just happen to you. you got to make, you know, action to get a reaction. Like, fuck, just put in the work and you're going to see the benefit. Number eight. Oh, man, I did two more. I have actually ten. I lied. Not eight. <laughs> Patience. So my biggest pet peeve that I have when I meet people is I fucking hate when people call me a millennial. I am not lazy, impatient, or have unrealistic expectations. My entire life is built on patience, and it's never failed me. Knowing that I'm working the way I am will get to my long list of goals in three years, seven years, 15 years, and that does not make me lose faith. It becomes my driving force and passion to keep going. So like my example earlier with my podcast, doing it every single week, I'm not going to ever stop my podcast. Imagine how my podcast is going to be in seven years from now when I'm still doing those solo episodes, still interviewing other people. Think about how much traction I'm going to get. And then when I start thinking of the future, like seven years from now on my podcast, I'm like, holy fuck, that's so many more people that I've reached and helped and maybe inspired. And I always go back to my humble roots where I'm like, I always say this to my head. If I can inspire or help one person from like, say the last 20 episodes, I made an impact. That's fulfilling. This makes me keep going. Patience is huge. If you have your patience intact, you will see success. No one's ever made a million dollars in three months unless they were super, super lucky and won something. No one's transformed their life in three months and kept it long term. No one's, you know, built an empire or anything short of years of dedication and then you appreciate it more when it takes longer and then you can always think back of when you first started think about when you first started anything and now that you look where you are now that's a huge huge change oh man i'm going off the rails on this one next one empathy this past year for the first time I started working with patients in a clinic, and honestly, it's changed my life. For the longest time, I only dealt with the general population where I would train them, and their only struggle was weight loss. Like, they have a really, really hard time. 
Now, working with patients is the general population that has an injury on top of that, and they've been struggling with for years sometimes, and that's preventing them from even exercising to lose weight finally. People already have trouble with nutrition, but now take out that exercise piece because you have an injury. You know, like, having empathy is vital to understand each other, and I can't stress this enough. Like, learning to be empathetic to another person is a huge, huge huge thing to have as a coach it took years to develop it to really understand what people are going through i remember you know working with clients and it was just like frustrating that they weren't seeing success or anything and i would just get frustrated but now i'm like thinking okay what's going on in their life what's maybe the biggest barriers where can i meet them halfway what are some realistic goals i can tell them you know when people are going through shit i gotta like bring them back down to reality where I'm like, hey, you know, this is happening in your life, this is happening in your life, and this is happening in your life. Your goal of losing 60 pounds is probably not going to happen during this stressful time. But I want to know, let you know that if you keep going on the rate you are, your stress levels are going to go down to help you cope with whatever you're going through. You're going to be able to sleep still. You're going to be able to still enjoy life. And hey, if we lose a couple pounds, that's a bonus. The moment we get out of this stressful time in your life, it's going to be like all hands on deck and we're going to shoot to the stars to hit your goals. And now people start feeling better. They're like, holy fuck, this RAF guy kind of knows what's going on. I don't feel pressured. I don't feel like I need to do everything. And I'm finally kind of dealing with my stress. Look at the biggest, bigger picture. It's huge. <sighs> all right. Number 10. Selfless love. I think about this a lot. Giving love to others without expecting anything back is such a powerful thing. I always look for opportunities to give love to the world regularly. Love, again, is a powerful thing. It makes a huge difference. Yeah, I know sometimes when I talk about love, people can associate that like I'm a hippie from the 70s. But again, I always think about this. I was born in the wrong generation. But this shit matters, and it can make or break someone else's life. And again, this, this is not about loving your spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is. It's the love that you know connects all of us. And this goes back to my point number one. If you can't love yourself, you can't love others. If you really truly want to lose weight, gain strength, you got to love yourself deep down inside to understand that it's not going to come fast. It's not going to happen overnight, but if you're true to yourself, love yourself, you're going to hit all those goals, but it always starts deep down inside of you. And I think that's a good place to end it. God, this was a fucking good episode. I got to do more birthday posts and just keep them coming, but hopefully that kind of opened your mind, maybe inspired you a little bit, maybe... You're going to share this with somebody. Who knows? I'm just happy to let the world know. Like, this this was huge. Now that I'm kind of getting back to reality from my trip, I got a little update for my book that honestly has been such a giant stress in my life. I feel like I've let down a lot of people that, you know, signed up on the pre-sale list. A lot of people looking forward to it, but... I have some amazing people that are trying to help me, and I want to be taking care of it tomorrow. And honestly, if it doesn't work through the ClickBank thing that I'm trying to do to get affiliates to push my book out there to reach more people, then I'm going to take it into my own hands and just self-release. Hopefully it makes a huge impact on a lot of people that a lot of people will share it. So worst case scenario, if you're a listener and you have me on Facebook and the moment I post the purchase link, like if you just share, this is what I'm going to do. If worst case scenario, if I can't go through ClickBank and I self-release it, if you are a listener and you have me on Facebook and you share my book, I will send you personally a free copy. That's how 
dedicated I am on reaching as many people as possible because I've said this over and over and over again. That's my main goal since I got into this industry since day one. So if it you know, requires me to give you a free copy, fuck it. Let's make this thing viral. Let's inspire others. Let's really hone in on helping others. That's it for this episode. Man, I am such a good mood after talking about this. This is crazy, guys. All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to me ramble. I love you guys. Have an amazing day.